On a Monday night, ten days before Julien Chauvet's death, Lou returned to her host family's house from a night out in Paris, woozy with wine, to find her belongings on the front lawn. Suitcase and backpack huddled together, everything packed by Severine and dragged outside that evening by the maid. Severine told Lou this part to make her feel guilty, but it only pleased Lou to imagine the maid's relief that Lou was fired, not her. How she'd done the maid a service all year, making her look like a perfect employee by comparison. I go out of town for one weekend, said Severine. One weekend, and this is how you repay me? Lou thought, repay you for what? In the moment of losing her job, her fake family, and her fake house, Lou could only think not of the livid woman standing before her, nor of the children sleeping upstairs, nor of her suitcase out on the lawn, but of the way Maxime always kissed her three times, one after the other, when he said goodbye. The kisses quick and tongueless, his neck thrusting forward like a chicken's. Lou wondered if this was cultural. Perhaps tongue kissing was vulgar and American. But then why would it be called a French kiss? Are you even listening to me? said Severine. Lou noticed that her host mother's lipstick and eyeliner looked freshly applied, as if Severine had made herself up for the express purpose of kicking Lou out of her house. Yes, said Lou. The geraniums. And the irises. Right, them too. Severine's lips zipped together. The irises were Aurelie's favorites, she whispered. We planted them together. This mention of Aurelie chafed Lou, obliterated what little filter she had, appealing to the feelings of the children as if they gave a fuck about Severine's garden. If you'd just let me have an ashtray, Lou said, maybe this wouldn't have happened. It was a dumb argument, of course. The de Vigne family was clear from the beginning that they would not accept an au pair who smoked. They never caught Lou in the act, but inevitably, in the gossip-infested suburb, learned of her habit from some other mother or nanny, some mole in the network of caretakers who spotted Lou near the children's school. She always stood behind the same tree to have her two cigarettes, one for each child, before picking them up at four. This routine was critical. She needed the cigarettes right before seeing the kids, in case it was a bad day, in case she had to carry a flailing Baptiste because he refused to walk on his own, in case Aurélie whacked her with sticks the whole way, or ran ahead just to scare her. Lou also smoked out her bedroom window late at night. She liked to pretend that the mansions across the street were charming Parisian apartments, their concrete windowsills, iron balconies, intricately welded. She flicked the cigarette butts into the darkness, plucked them up each morning, smothered the smell with hand sanitizer and gum. That weekend, apparently, one of her cigarettes had not been fully extinguished when she tossed it. It had taken her host mother all of Monday to notice, and even Lou was stunned when Severine pointed out the damage she'd supposedly done. Blackened petals, cradling ash. She'd never known flowers were flammable. Do you have any idea how expensive those seeds were? Severine said. How much time I put into caring for them? More time than you put into your children, said Lou, because everything she owned was on the lawn. She had nothing to lose. You were a mistake, said Severine, a great mistake. At least I'm a great one. Truthfully, 
if Lou were someone who cared for the truth. It baffled her that this was the last straw. After months of late pickups, language screw-ups, burned dinners, being too hungover to walk the kids to school, the day she destroyed half of Aurélie's clothes with the wrong laundry setting. After all of that, three months before the school year's end, she was being fired for some ashy plants. Lou should have known. You don't fuck with French people in their gardens. She thought of Maxime again. His apartment, like many in Paris, had a balcony just deep enough to hold a line of flower pots. All of his plants were crusty and dead. That was one of the things she'd first liked about him. Severine exhaled, long and slow. I will permit you to say goodbye to the children now. Quickly, you do not tell them what's happened. You tell them you are homesick and returning to America. It surprised Lou that Severine would allow her to wake the children so late, just to say goodbye. A sign of humanity. Earlier in the year, Lou might have clung to this. Aurélie was still awake when Lou nudged the children's door open. Where are you going? Aurélie asked, peering over the railing of the top bunk. At seven years old, she had the same flapper haircut as her mother, the same thin lips and nose. The resemblance distressed Lou. She still hoped Aurélie would turn out differently.